The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm absolutely delighted to welcome to the show today Adam Dream Healer. And I'll begin by just describing my first meeting with Adam and, and hopefully he will remember this experience. He was a grade 11 student at high school in Vancouver and he had just been in the newspapers for having been responsible for a shrinking uh, terminal cancerous tumor that Ronnie Hawkins, a well-known rock musician, had at that time. And I read the article and I, and I knew uh, that I needed to meet Adam, that I had already knew a fair amount of uh, background to what he was doing. And amazingly, I got the opportunity to be invited around to his home by his mother, Liz. And so I actually met Adam came home from school after working out and uh, and we started talking about this healing method and then his dad said, actually Adam you've got a healing to do shortly, uh, would you mind if Peter stayed and, and watched? And I had this incredible opportunity to be part of one of Adam's distance healings and, and felt the energy which was pretty remarkable and I think I, I, got, I got back to my hotel that night six feet off the ground, it was a re- remarkable experience. And since then, Adam has gone on to do absolutely wonderful things in the world, and we're going to hear a lot more about his story now. So, Adam, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on. And do you remember and, that occasion? Yeah, I do, and it was a long time ago. It was uh, <laughs> more than eight years ago. That's, um, a, that's amazing and remarkable, and a lot has happened since then. But we, before we talk about since then, let's go back to the beginning and tell us about your first healing experience with your mother. Well, my first healing experience with my mom was with... Uh, MS. Uh, and with MS, there's this common symptom called trigeminal neuralgia. It's essentially a stabbing pain in the side of the head. And this was a, com- a regular thing for us. I mean, once a month or so, she would go upstairs, she would start screaming with pain, and we would all go downstairs and try best to ignore her because there was really nothing we could do. And one day, when she was having an episode, she was upstairs screaming. And I was 14 at the time. And for a reason, I'm not sure why. Even you know, to this day, I don't understand why I did this. I went up to her room, and I put my hand over her head. And I immediately went into this very deep trance. I couldn't see anything else in the room around me except for these vivid images of my mom in front of me. And it felt like I was navigating throughout her head, throughout her body. And 
inside her head there was this green light. And it was, it was very obvious to me that, that this is what the problem was. And so I grabbed it, and I pulled it out of her. And as a result of me doing this, her pain vanished. She, she never got another pain. Even to this day, she never got another pain. And that was the start of my healing journey. And it's really evolved a lot since then. I don't do individual treatments anymore. Uh, my focus is on self-empowerment. Um, but that was how it all began. And we were really curious. We were trying to figure out what was happening here. I mean, you got to remember, my family, before this happened, we were not into energy or healing or anything like this. Uh, we, were very, we still are a very scientifically-minded family. Uh, my dad's an engineer. Um, you know, this was something that was just never talked about at the dinner table. And so when this happened, we were just trying to understand what was happening. So my dad would start bringing people over from his work, and I would start looking at them, telling them what I saw, and I would do treatments on them, and I was consistently right, and people kept consistently getting better. And it essentially just started spreading by word of mouth. And then there was Ronnie Hawkins, and that's how I became well-known in the healing community. Before you go on, Adam, this, let, let me ask you one question here. So this vision that you had of, of the, the green substance in your mom's head, that was the very first time you'd experienced anything that was abnormal or unusual? No, there, there were strange experiences before that that made me think something else was different with me. But that was my first healing experience. Uh, when, you prior say, to when you say you grabbed it, um, you grabbed it out of the air? or Can you explain that to us? Well, it's, it's very difficult to describe and put into words, but essentially, um, as I said before, I'm going into this deep trance, and I'm seeing these images in front of me. I'm not seeing anything else in the room around me except for these images. And to me, it just literally feels like reaching out, grabbing it, and pulling it out. Um, I'm not really aware too much of what I'm doing physically, although if someone films what I'm doing during the treatment, my arms are kind of frantically flailing around. Um, and... Uh, so, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing physically, but to me it makes sense that I've been moving physically because mentally what I'm doing is I'm just grabbing these things in front of me that I'm seeing. So you're basically clearing out some sort of energy matrix uh, with your hands in, in space in the air. Yeah, and, it, you know, it really depends on the patient and, and uh, it varies from person to person and what exactly I'm trying to change. But, um yeah, it's, it's, uh, I just consistently see these vivid images in front of me, and I try to manipulate them uh, for, to, to push the person's uh, health in the right direction. So tell us the Ronnie Hawkins story. Well, Ronnie Hawkins was the first uh, distance healing on pancreatic cancer uh, that I worked on. And uh, so basically what happened was I saw an article in the paper about how he was diagnosed with terminal pancreatic cancer, chemo wasn't an option, uh, surgery wasn't an option, so they basically just told him, you got six months. And so I sent him an email asking him if he would be interested in letting me do distant treatments on him. And he said, sure, why not? I got nothing to lose. So I told him, at this time, I want you to lie down, relax, and let me know what you feel. So he did exactly like I told him. And when the treatment started, remember, I'm in Vancouver, and he's in uh, near Toronto. Uh, when I started the treatment, he felt this intense pulsing in his stomach. He said it felt like an alien was trying to come out of his stomach. And so this showed him that there was some kind of connection happening. And so I kept doing the treatments, and uh, he kept looking better and better. And after a couple months, he got the scan, and it was gone. And so that's how I became well-known in the healing community, as I said before. Um, but 
really shifted away from what can I do to what can you do. Uh, since graduating from high school, you know, it's been <laughs> that was more than eight years ago that the Ronnie Hawkins thing happened, and uh, you know, since then I've you know obviously graduated from high school. I've uh, graduated in uh, molecular biology and biochemistry from university, uh, and I'm currently studying naturopathic medicine. And so uh, my understanding of what I've been seeing and experiencing has also been evolving very rapidly over the last eight years. And it's really interesting to note that there's a lot of science supporting this. A lot of people seem to think that when it comes to healing and intention that it's something that there's not really any support for, that there's no science behind it. It be further from the truth. There is absolutely no doubt amongst the scientific community that your intentions directly influence your health. There's very solid biological reasons for this. And I, was I was just going to ask you, in fact, why with such an incredible gift uh, you actually chose to go on to do a degree in, in science, which is, I think, in molecular biology and biochemistry. What was your thinking at that time behind that? Well, I've always been very scientifically minded, and science has always resonated with me the most. And on top of all that, my experiences as a teenager uh, and the experiences that I still have to this day, uh, it really drove me to try to understand what was happening. Uh, I don't, I don't like to think that uh, there's, you know, that it's something mystical or, or magical, something something mystical or magical that's happening here. I like to think that everything has a scientific explanation. It's just a matter of understanding what's actually happening. And when it comes to healing, uh, we know what's happening. We absolutely 100% know that when someone is positive and focused, that their intentions are influencing their biochemistry. The only issue is that we don't fully understand the mechanism as to how this is happening. But recently I've actually been uh, putting a lot of time and energy into what I, what's called the Global Intention Heals Project. And it's essentially um, a research project to try to understand what exactly is happening in someone's body when you have thousands of people thinking about this individual's health at the same time. Thousands of people all focused on healing this person at the same time. And there's uh, direct changes that are observable in the person's brainwaves. And, uh, so give, I, I know you've been involved in, in, in that particular project. So just give us... Uh a description of, of actually how that works? So what happens is I have an individual hooked up to what's called an EEG. Essentially, it's a device that monitors your brainwaves. And the person's brainwaves, they don't... Um, if someone's just sitting there relaxed and they're not really doing anything, it, they stay relatively constant. Um, you, you know, there's not too, too many major spikes or changes uh, in small periods of time. So what they do, this is, this is very mathematical, very precise data. The idea is, is that if intentions can influence someone's health, then these changes should show up in the person's brainwaves because the nervous system is incredibly sensitive to changes inside the body. So they observe these brainwave patterns, and you can notice a difference in the person's brainwaves from when uh, there's no treatment happening and when the treatment starts. And it's very dramatic. Um, you know, if you uh, look at my website, you can see some of these images, and there, there's no question that there's changes happening. And the next product that I'm doing, I'm actually going a step further. I'm going to use uh, an HIV-positive patient. And not only are we going to measure their brain waves, but we're also going to measure uh, the actual virus to see if there's any change 
uh, as time progresses in uh, in the virus. So it's going to be a very interesting study. And the way I coordinate it is I coordinate it at my workshops. At these talks that I do, I mean, I've been doing these talks for uh, over eight years now. I've talked to over 50,000 people around the world. And uh, at each talk I do, there's you know, more than 800 people in some cases. And so I'll have that many people all focused on the same individual at the same time. And when they focus on changing this person's brainwaves, changing this person's immune system, uh, then these changes are measured in the patient. And uh, it's just uh, an amazing project, and it really does show that something's happening. And another reason that it's so exciting is that it's not just people at the workshop. I have literally thousands of people signed up from all around the world thinking about this person at the same time. And it's just it's an exciting project that a lot of different people can participate in, and the results so far have been amazing, and I look forward to this next project. So in terms of the, the people at the workshop and the other people who are joining in, uh, what, what, are they, what are they visualizing? What is their intention for this person at that time? Well, it, for this project, it'll be a little different because the, the focus is going to be not only changing the brain waves but uh, attacking the virus as well. Uh, in the previous study that we did that had amazing results, uh, we simply just had the group and the people from around the world visualizing, stimulating that person's brainwaves at the same time, just trying to get a change happening. And, uh, and it was, as I said before, it was uh, very effective. And if you just look at the pictures, there's absolutely no question that something was happening. Because you've got to remember, there's, um, there's no other variables happening. This person doesn't know when the treatment's happening. They're just sitting there. They're, they're, they have the brainwaves recording their activity for the entire time, and they're just doing nothing for a very long period of time. Uh, and and these, this was done by uh, professionals. This was done by doctors, and uh, they, they got very good results. So Adam, we're coming up to our first break now, so we're going to take the break and uh, we'll return with Adam Dreamhealer in a few moments. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. 
Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And I'm your host, Peter Tung. And today I have with me Adam Dreamhealer, an extremely gifted young man who's doing wonderful work in the area of science and healing and marrying the two together. Adam, I just want to take you back because I'm really interested having followed your journey for many years now. Just to go back to the decision that you made to shift from uh, individual healing to leading workshops. And I, and I, I just want to set this scene for our listeners because I believe you were still a teenager when you did your first workshop. I was actually in the audience, and I think there were about 400 adults in this audience, some of whom were very sick, and some of whom were themselves healers who wanted to elevate their, their abilities. And here's this young man standing at the front of 400 adults as a teenager, um, uh, really <laughs> embracing us all with your knowledge and the ability to do this work. So just tell us a bit about why you made that decision and what it was actually like for you at the beginning. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a little tough getting going. It was, you know, I was only 16 years old, and like you said, I'm talking to uh, large groups of adults, and it, was, uh, uh, it took, took me a while to get totally comfortable with that. I've been doing these talks for a while now, so it's, um, you know, it, it, I don't really get too nervous about it or anything now, but, uh, no, it was, it was difficult getting started when I was that young. But... Uh, no, it was a very gradual transition, realizing that these group treatments could happen. I used to only do individual treatments. And then there were a couple observations that I noticed that made me start to think about the possibility of getting groups working together. Uh, I noticed that auras, they, I, I was just kind of experimenting with auras and, and playing around with them. And I realized it was possible to actually merge the auras of a group as one. And so I thought to myself, well, if the auras merge as one, would it be possible to uh, work on the group at the same time, to work on a large group of people at the same time? And when I tried it, it was incredibly effective because it's not only the energy I'm working with, it's the energy of the entire group. Uh, so what happens, it's essentially the same thing, is that I get the group to go through a series of visualizations where they're visualizing merging their auras together. And once they've done this, I then connect to a person in the group 
and all of a sudden, rather than seeing that one individual, I'm seeing the entire group. And I just start uh, playing around with these images that I'm seeing, really quite similar to as if it was an individual treatment. And then uh, I also have the group at the same time trying to influence their own health with their own intentions. And it's just it's a great environment for healing. You have so many people all focused on the same common goal of healing. And it's just uh, a great energy in the room. And it's it's been... Uh, an evolving process for many years now. And uh, I, I really feel that every time I do these workshops, uh, I get a little more efficient and a little better with, at working with this energy. So, so it's that the sense to me then is that in some way, when you're uh, raising the vibration, all the air auras pop together, it's like becoming part of the oneness, the, the connection that we all have with each other. And within that oneness uh, are each individual person's unique uh, requirements for healing. Uh, yeah. Is that roughly what it's like? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, we connect as one, but at the same time, everyone has individual needs, and that, and that energy gets to where it has to go. It's not a mindless energy. It, it does uh, appear to have some kind of intelligence to it. Even if you're not consciously aware of what it is you're trying to change, uh, I, ha I have so many examples of people I've worked with where they don't know exactly what the problem is, but when they do these visualizations and they're part of this uh, very powerful group energy, uh, the energy just gets to where it has to go, and they have very positive changes as a result. Give us a, an example of, of a, a couple of the more powerful visualizations that you typically use with a group of people. Well, it really does depend on what the actual illness is. So, you know, on, like I really try to encourage people to customize visualizations for their specific problem. The more you understand about your illness, the more accurately you can generate a visualization, and the more specific your visualization is, the, the more effective it is. Uh, you don't have to be you know, an expert on the illness and, and the, the anatomy of the area, but the more you know, the, the more effective it is. It really does help. Um, but there are a couple very powerful general visualizations that I get people to do, and it's very difficult to, to you know, describe over the phone here, but there are you know, things like lightning bolts, flames, all these dramatic visualizations, explosions, and I show all these animations in the workshop that really help hit this home. And when people do these dramatic visualizations, obviously, you know, when I'm visualizing flames burning away my problem in my chest, I'm not actually expecting flames to spontaneously form in my chest. I mean, that, that wouldn't be a very good thing. Uh, but what you're doing by doing these dramatic visualizations is you are drawing your body's attention to that area. Your body's immune system is strong enough to tackle whatever the problem is. It really is. You just have to more effectively direct it to that problem. And that's what these visualizations do. And that's why intentions are so powerful in healing. You're just essentially, it's a natural tool that we all possess. Every single person possesses this. And by focusing your intentions on what it is that you want to change in your body, that change is more likely to happen. Your body is more focused towards making that change. So it's something that everyone should do. The, all these techniques that I talk about, you know, I've never said only do energy healing, don't do anything else. That's, you know, that's ridiculous. You don't just do healing with intention. It's a very powerful tool, but it can be used in conjunction with anything, whether you're doing alternative therapies, whether you're doing conventional therapies, it doesn't matter. Your intention still makes a difference. And you can use it in conjunction with these therapies to maximize the effectiveness. And that's what, where it's a really powerful tool is when you integrate it with these other approaches. So really then the, 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 the dramatic level of um, the 
um, visualization just creates a, a, a more intense focus for the intention to be uh, going to that particular part of the body that needs the healing the most. Absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's certain people that don't like to visualize dramatic things. And if that's the case, that's fine. I mean, there really are no rules written in stone. Most people find that the dramatic visualizations are very helpful. But it, it really, truly is whatever works well for you. And I always tell people at my workshops, if, if I say something that resonates very strongly with you, great. Use that. Incorporate that into your healing. If I say something that doesn't resonate that strongly with you, fine. You don't have to try to force this into your routine. Uh, if it doesn't fit for you, don't use it. Um, we're all unique individuals. We're all going to experience this energy a little differently. So it's very important that we accept that and we try to customize these visualizations to work best for you as a unique individual. Adam, just, just give us a, a couple of um, explanations or insights into some of the results that people have received as a result of the group workshops. So not the one-on-one, -on -one, but the people who have come to the group workshops and done the visualizations in the group setting. Just tell us some examples of, of healings that people have received. Oh, I mean, the, if, you, if you look on my website, I mean, there's literally thousands of them. Um, I mean, we're talking <laughs> everything ranging from very serious things like cancer to uh, minor things just as a little backache. Uh, one thing that's very common that I get all the time that the people have been helped very much with is chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. Uh, you know, you have people that have had it for 20, 30 years, and they come to just one healing, and they never experience symptoms again. I've had that so many times. I have so many testimonials of that. Uh, and uh, it's just one of many examples of uh, people that have been helped with these treatments. Uh, I think one thing that's very important about healing with intention is that it really is something that can be used with any problem, whether it's something very serious like cancer or whether it's um, something you know, not so serious like a, like a joint ache or something like that. Uh, I mean, you can use this to not only maximize the healing of this problem, but you can use it also to increase the quality of life. Uh, you, you can use it to reduce pain. You, can, it, you know, it's, it's something that uh, really does help with every aspect of healing. And I, I think it, a lot of people have trouble understanding that, but once you start playing around with these energies more and making it a habit to use your intentions regularly to influence not only your health, but everything, every other aspect in your life, when you start doing this regularly, you uh, begin to appreciate how powerful intentions are. And, you know, one thing, I don't talk about this too much at my workshops. I mean, there's other people, like if you read, you know, The Secret, for example, they talk about this a lot more. But, I mean, your intentions, they're not just limited to health, as I said before. Uh, I mean, they can be used on literally any aspect of your, your life. I mean, if you want to visualize getting that job, selling that house. I mean, just putting a little bit of time aside every day and just imagining that happening, it makes it more likely for that event to actually happen. And it's the same thing with our health. If we just put a little bit of time aside every day, just five minutes before you go to bed, imagining your perfect next day, imagining your arthritis no longer being a problem, getting into bed easy, um, you know, going to the gym, lifting heavy weights, no pain, uh, you know, getting through whatever that illness is. If we just put a little bit of time aside doing that, it makes it much more likely to happen. And so uh, we, ha we have to all get in the habit of just putting that intention out there. It's very powerful. 
So Adam, I'm really interested to know, because I know you've already studied, you've got your science degree with a first-class honours degree, and you're now studying naturopathic medicine. So do you bring these gifts uh, forward when you're doing your work in the classroom, as it were? Well, uh, sometimes. I mean, I mean, I've, I mean, like the ways I've used it in the classroom, you know, during my undergrad, was more just focusing on um, trying to use my intuition to try to get clues on what the question is going to be on the test. Um, but I don't, uh, you, you know, I haven't really had much of an opportunity yet. I'm, I'm not in the later years of naturopathic medicine yet. When I get in later years, and I'm in clinic more then I'm sure I'm going to have much more of an opportunity to actually use my intuition, to use these, my sensitivity to these energies, um, to use that to my advantage, to um, try to understand my gift more even. Uh, I think uh, by working in clinic, I mean, by the time I graduate uh, in a couple of years, I mean, I'm going to have a lot of time in the clinic, and I'm going to have a lot of opportunities there to better understand my intuition. So I'm excited about it. It's going to be a learning opportunity for me uh, energetically as well, uh, working in clinic, because it gives me a chance to understand even better how my intuition works. So so now when you're you're not uh, trying to tune in and you're just with people, do you still see stuff that's uh, affecting those people? You know, I've I've gotten a lot better over the years of just kind of uh, ignoring it when I don't need to pay attention to it. Uh, I, when I want to pick up things, I can pick up things. Um, but if I'm in a social setting, for example, where there's absolutely no reason why I need to uh, get any information about anyone's health, um, then it's much less likely to come to me. So you've uh, sort so of learned to turn, turn the volume knob down somewhat. Yeah, I mean, I've learned to kind of turn it on and off when I, when I need to. Uh, I put, lately, I've put a lot more focus. Before, when I was younger, it was all about just... Uh, what I was seeing, for example, what I was seeing in someone's aura and that. And I, I've really, uh, over the last couple of years, transitioned away from that, and it's more to what am I picking up intuitively. It's all about learning how your body sends you these signals. Like, for example, myself, uh, when I see someone that has a problem in a certain area, often I will feel pain in myself over that area. Now, that doesn't mean I'm picking up the problem. Not at all. It's that, that's just how my, my brain tells me this is where the problem is in that person. So it's, right. it's, all about, it's all about learning how your body sends you these signals. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, we're going to have to go to our second break now, and I'm going to challenge Adam after the break to tell us a little about the science behind this healing process that he has learned over the last few years. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, returning after the break. Listening on a Higher Dimension. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. 
You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. The ancient Egyptian axiom, know yourself, love yourself, be yourself, speaks directly to the power within each of us. Natalie Kimbrough will help you unlock that power on knowing yourself to realize the power within. The program will feature ways and methods to help you gain more insight into yourself, such as meditation, yoga, tai chi, and creative expression. Natalie's experience as a Reiki master, medium, and spiritual counselor will help guide you on your path to a bright future. Knowing Yourself to Realize the Power Within airs Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave Network. Be Extraordinary. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. And today I have with me Adam Dream Healer. And Adam, I asked you before the break to consider... Uh, try to explain to our listeners who are an intelligent uh, audience on a conscious path, nevertheless, uh, to try and explain the science behind intentional healing in a way that most of us will be able to understand. Well, there are a lot of different explanations as to why healing with intention uh, affects our biochemistry, as to why our intentions affect our biology. Um, you know, you look at some theories and they get you know, very complicated and they talk about quantum mechanics and quantum theory. And I do believe that uh, quantum physics has, certainly has some explanation as to why our intentions influence our biology. But my undergrad was molecular biology and biochemistry, so I'm just going to stick to explanations that I understand better uh, from my education. Uh, but just from a strictly biological perspective, our cells, within our cells, they are a very, very dynamic system. We seem to think of cells as this uh, rigid thing. You know, there's a DNA blueprint and whatever we're born with, that's what we're stuck with, and there's nothing we can do about it. But the reality is, is that our cells are dynamic on every level. And more importantly, our cells, every single cell in your body, is designed specifically to respond precisely to its environment. And one thing that a lot of people tend to forget is that one of the biggest factors in our body that determines our environment is how we perceive our environment. How we choose to perceive our environment directly affects the actions of every single cell in your body. And these are not hypothetical changes. These are very, very measurable changes. Uh, so every time you're making a thought, whether it's, um, you know, something that upset you or something you're very happy about, uh, they are affecting the chemistry within every single cell in your body. And th- this is, if you think about it, this is really not that, um, that hard to believe. I mean, every single one of us knows when we get really upset and really emotional about something, 
you can feel it in your cells. You know that's not good for you. And if you do that long enough, then illness will come as a result of that. Everyone knows that. But the opposite is also true. If you're very positive, if you're very focused, your immune system is stronger. And if you stick to just the most mainstream chemical aspect uh, to this explanation, uh, one thing that everyone can relate to is a molecule called cortisol. When you're stressed, you have high levels of cortisol. And that this molecule that's released under stressful conditions, this inhibits the function of your immune system. It directly inhibits the function of your immune system. When you're not stressed, when you're focused, when you're relaxed, these, the levels of cortisol drop. And as a result, your immune system is stronger. Your immune system is able to attack problems more effectively. Um, you know, your cells are more focused on the problem at hand rather than just preparing for a stressful environment. So you have to look at your cells as being living, conscious entities. They're not just mindlessly there doing their metabolic tasks. They really are living, conscious entities that you are in direct control of. Every thought you're making is affecting your biochemistry. And more specifically, if you have a, a very solid understanding of what your illness is and what exactly you're trying to change with your intentions, then you can generate a very specific visualization routine. And when you do this, it makes it more effective, makes your intentions more effective towards directing uh, your immune system to that specific problem. So it's just a matter of accepting that uh, our intentions really do change things. These are very measurable changes. Uh, there's really no doubt about this. And the, even the most you know, mainstream doctor can't deny that. Um, you know, the only thing that's not understood is we don't understand every detail about the mechanism. And as a result of that, it, it's um, not discussed too much. Um, but it, you know, doctors are becoming more open-minded to this because it is such a powerful tool. Uh, your intentions do make the difference. So every person, when you get a, especially if you get a serious illness, you should be focusing your intentions on changing that problem. So you should be focusing your intentions on changing that specific problem. And it, it will happen. It makes it more likely for that to happen, just putting that intention out there. So um, I really encourage everyone to focus your attentions on your biology, on changing these things in your cells, and it will happen. It makes it much more likely to happen. And so uh, reducing levels of stress in your life are really important, and also monitoring your thoughts and, and uh, being really clear on, on, that, on your thinking process. Yes, and, and you know, the other thing, too, I didn't actually touch on this too much, but your DNA, the DNA is not important in the sense that a lot of people don't realize this, that, that DNA on its own does literally nothing inside your cells. It does nothing metabolically in your cells. There's no chemical reactions that are carried out that require DNA. What happens with DNA is that what's important with DNA is how much each gene is turned on. So in other words, you can have all the bad genes in the world, but if that gene is not turned on, if that gene is not what we call expressed, then it's not a problem. And what controls the expression of these genes is the environment. So if you are very um, focused on changing this one aspect of your life, uh, but you're concerned that you have bad genes or something along those lines, you have to accept that genes are not written in stone. They are changed by their expression levels. 
And these expression levels are directly influenced by the environment and how you perceive the environment. So you essentially have uh, control of your DNA expression, which affects consequently everything in your body. So there's literally uh, no aspect of health that you cannot influence with your intentions. These, these things, these epigenetic changes are incredibly sensitive to changes in the environment. And like I said before, one of those changes is how you perceive the environment. And you can control this with your intentions, with your visualizations. So it's interesting that, uh, I, that a lot of people, uh, people say that they have a genetic predisposition to some particular illness or disease, and they worry so much about it that they get it. But what you're saying is that gene never needs to turn on. Exactly. I mean, one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that if you were to look at anyone's genome, literally anyone, you can pick the most healthy person on the planet, you look at their genome, they literally have hundreds, thousands of defective genes that uh, can potentially cause a problem. Thousands of them. Like, there, there are so many errors in everyone's genome. But most of us aren't sick. And the reason is it's because the body is incredibly powerful at compensating. It, it turns off the ones that are bad and it turns on the ones that are good. And uh, by doing that, um, it, you can maintain a state of health. And your intentions are just another tool to fine-tune the, these uh, genetic expression patterns so you can control which genes are turned on and off. Even if you're not consciously aware of exactly which one you're changing, if you have a positive intent about changing it, that positive change will happen. So Adam, another question I wanted to ask you, we've got about uh, two minutes to the break, um, is the whole concept of distance healing. Some people have difficulty with. Um, can you give us some scientific background to how that works over a distance? Yeah, I mean, distance healing is very difficult to explain in biological terms because you're separated by these vast distances, yet the biology of one person is influenced by the intention of this distant person. Now, as far as understanding the mechanism as to how this happens, it's very difficult to understand. But the amount of data supporting the phenomenon is undeniable. We know without any doubt that if you have someone at a distance and there, there's all these people thinking about that person, changes do happen in that person's biology. So that's not doubted. We know it's happening. But um, the exact mechanism, the way I look at it, is that I believe that we are connected on many different levels. Uh, you know, as um, you can choose a number of different ways to explain it. I mean, if you go back to the Big Bang, for example, I mean, the Big Bang is one common energy which we all originated from. And if you have things originating with a common energy, then they share a connection. There's no way around that. Uh, so that's one way to look at it. Another connection that we could potentially share is that all organisms on Earth originate from one common organism. And we can tell this by genetics. We know that everything on Earth originated from one common organism at one point in the distant past. And so that's another connection that we all share to each other as biological organisms. So, I mean, there's so many different uh, ways you can explain, explain how we're interconnected. And I think that distant healing is essentially working on uh, exploiting this interconnection that we all share. So, you know, even if you're not consciously aware uh, of... You know, even if you're, um, I guess the best way to describe it is that your intentions affect things far beyond your conscious awareness. Uh, and we don't understand exactly why that is. Okay, thank you, Adam. We're coming up to uh, our last break at this point. 
And um, I will look forward to summing up after this break with Adam. And this is Peter Tung for um, Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I have with me today a young man who has a brilliant insight into healing, Adam Dream Healer. And Adam, in this uh, final segment, I'd like to just ask you to comment upon healing and your experiences with people in the sense that you shifted from one-on-one working with people to group uh, workshops and really uh, wanting people to take responsibility for their own healing. Just talk to us a little bit about the importance of that. Yeah, well, when I first started doing healings, uh, it was more just trying to understand what was happening with this energy. And, you know, the more I was working with it, the more it became apparent that people were just depending on me to do the entire healing. And uh, it's very draining doing that. I'm only one person. I can't possibly do treatments on everyone. And my focus has really shifted from what can I do to what can you do? What can every single person do about their health? And it's all about self-empowerment. The focus of my work, if you, you, know, if you come to my workshops, you know the focus is self-empowerment. My goal is I want you to leave my workshop with all these tools to influence not only your health, but the health of those around you. And that's the focus of my work, 
self-empowerment and getting people to take on the responsibility of their own health. Um, you know, the way our society is set up is that you're sick, you pass on the responsibility of your health on to someone else. And we have to really get away from that mentality, and we have to actively participate in the healing process. It's your health. It's your body. You should understand what is happening in your body. And it's, it's something that people tend to forget. But uh, we have to remind ourselves that uh, we have to participate in this healing process. And right. uh, that's something that uh, everyone should do. Adam, you, uh, you, you've written a few books as well. So perhaps you could just tell our listeners uh, the key websites that they could go to to look at your work and to read some of the testimonials and, and the books. And I think there's a DVD as well. And perhaps talk about the workshops that you've got upcoming. Okay, well, I have, um, my first book was written when I was 16, and uh, since then, uh, I've written uh, four best-selling books, and uh, you can get them all available from my website, uh, dreamhealer.com, and uh, I have a couple workshops this year, um, they're almost sold out, most of them, uh, yeah, most of them are almost sold out, um, there's the Vancouver one at the end of May, and there's also one in Toronto, um, which is uh, second week of April, I believe. Uh, so yeah, all this information is on my website at dreamhealer.com. And if you're interested in participating in the Global Intention Heals Project, where we're trying to do these research projects as large groups to influence health of these, uh, these people that are participating in the project, um, if, you, if you're interested in joining this project, go to intentionheals.com and uh, sign up for the newsletter. Uh, because uh, the more people we get, the more effective it is. It's like we're, we're trying to uh, recruit this uh, massive army from around the world to all use their intentions at the same time to influence uh, these individuals, because the more people we have, the better it is. It's all about collective intention, and uh, so it's a project I'm very excited about, and uh, pass the word on. The more people we get participating in this, the better. Intentionheals.com. And one of the uh, the neat things about that is it doesn't matter where you are in the world uh, to participate in that. There is a certain, uh, presumably a certain time that people need to focus this intention. Yeah, that's all coordinated very well through the website. And how long is that is that uh, intention typically? It, the intention doesn't last that long. It's only about a 10-minute period that everyone's focused, and then I want everyone after that point to start thinking about something else. It's all, all the protocols described uh, very well on the website, intentionheals.com. Fantastic. When people go to your website and, and look at some of the photographs, on a number of the photographs, they're going to see some beautiful orbs. Tell us, what, tell us about the orbs and why they show up and what are they? Well, the orbs are uh, they're not, they're not around all the time at the workshop. Sometimes they're there. Uh, it's something that a lot of people are very interested in. It's not something I focus on too much, really. Um, but it's just something that seems to uh, follow me around a lot. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. They like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they like me. <laughs> and, do they, and do you work with them in the, in the actual healing? No, I, I don't really use them too much in the actual healing. Um, I, I've used them in visualizations before, but they're, they're certainly not the focus of my work. But uh, I know a lot of people are very fascinated by these orbs, and uh, if you come to the workshop, I mean, they're, they're there. So in coming to uh, the conclusion for the, sh for the show, Adam, and, and having uh, given us a wonderful description of the work that you do, and how we can help ourselves in our own healing. Um, just give us a, a summary of the work that you do and the importance of it and how we can 
help heal ourselves and help heal the planet overall. Well, and I'm just really trying to spread the word about how our intentions affect things far beyond our conscious awareness. And it's not just with health. I mean, health has been my focus due to my, my, my education and my initial experiences with healing. But it's not just limited to that. If you have enough people thinking along the same wavelength, then very positive changes can happen. And so it's, if you want to, a lot of people want to focus on healing the planet. And if you get enough people all thinking about that at the same time, uh, it makes it much more likely to happen. So uh, I, w- I want to encourage everyone to focus on this, uh, uh, on using their intentions to their advantage. Focus on using it to create the type of world that you want to create. Use it to create the type of uh, healing that you want to happen in your body. Uh, just putting that intention out there makes it much more likely to happen. And it's all about self-empowerment, as I said before, and that's, that's really been the focus of my work. Fantastic. Now, there's been a big focus in the last little while on 2012 and, and uh, expectations of earth changes. And I know that you have done a fair amount of work in the past with the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Do you have a view on, on what is upcoming for us? I, you know, a lot of people t- seem to take this kind of doomsday approach to it. I don't look at it that way. I look at it as a, a shift that'll happen, not not so much of a, a terrible thing. Uh, that, that's my view on it. And you see it as as a potential positive shift if we are prepared to do this work. Yeah, I just I, I don't I don't know exactly what the shift is going to be, but my sense is it's just it's um, going to be massive uh, shift in consciousness and. Uh, you know, you know about uh, collective mass. I'm sure you get enough people thinking along the same wavelength, and then major shifts happen. Adam, what what do you? I'm really interested to know what you think your life will be like after you've qualified as a naturopathic doctor and combining your expertise from uh, the consciousness realms and your expertise from the science realms. Do you have a sense of what you're actually going to be doing? Well, I don't know exactly yet. I'm taking it one step at a time. Uh, I'm uh, right for now, I'm just uh, getting through school, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, there's a lot of different things that I want to change, um, but I just have to take it one step at a time. So I've still got a couple more years to go. <laughs> so it's two more years to, to qualify? Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be uh, a couple of years, yeah. It'll be a couple of years before I am uh, finished this. Now, I know you were also a very, very talented uh, athlete, both in uh, tennis, <coughs> excuse me, tennis and basketball. Yeah, uh, are, you was, still, uh, are you still playing any sport? Uh, that was uh, back in high school. Actually, lately I've been doing a lot of uh, wrestling and jiu-jitsu. That's a oh. totally different uh, sport. I've been doing that for the last uh, And, and why have you, and why have you chosen so. to do that? Uh, it's just something I've, I've always been interested in. I've always kind of done martial arts on and off, but it's been uh, the last uh, four or five years I've been uh, training pretty hard. Fantastic. Well, Adam, I, I really uh, do appreciate you joining us today. It's been a really wonderful discussion, and I know you're an extremely busy person with, with your life at school and uh, all the other things that you do. Um, so I really appreciate the time you spent with us today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me on, Peter. It's been an absolute pleasure. So I hope you enjoyed those uh, words of wisdom from Adam, who's still a relatively young man in his early 20s, but clearly has made a difference in the world to a lot of different people. Next week, my guest will be Jim Law. Jim is a movie maker, documentary, uh, metaphysical movies, and he is closely connected with David Sarida, who is also a very gifted 
uh, higher consciousness scientist. And Jim and David have just produced a new DVD called Hope for Humanity. And Jim will be talking about this DVD, which is all about the gifted and highly conscious children in our world. I thank you for listening today, and I look forward to chatting with you next week. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Wishing you a very good week. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.